the Corps of Engineers. Engineers must be oriented and adapted to a multitude of tasks. The Army Corps of Engineers is raising the dam by 8 meters. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers lays out their response plan. We provide infrastructure assessment, temporary roofing, temporary emergency power. We help with debris assessment and removal operations. We also work with temporary housing. And he'll tell you there's no end to the types of services the engineers provide. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Strong Buffalo podcast. This is the place to get to know the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Buffalo District, our people, and our stories. My name is Jess Levinson, and I'm a public affairs specialist with the district. Developing future leaders has always been a top priority for USACE. The Leadership Development Program, otherwise known as LDP, was created to ensure all USACE employees have the chance to develop leadership skills. The goal of the program is to develop results-oriented, agile leaders with broad perspectives who lead people and change in complex environments. Today's guests are members of our current LDP-1 class. So let's have our guests introduce themselves first so we can recognize their voice and learn a bit of their background and experience. So we'll start with you, Peter. What is your job title? How long have you been with the district? What's your alma mater? And of course, your name. Oh, hello, my name is Pete Kimbala. I'm with the contract division. I'm a contract specialist. I've been with contracting four years. I've been with the Corps since 2009. I graduated from Canisius College with a degree in accounting, and um, I'm a 20-year veteran of active duty National Guard uh, time, so I did my 20 years. Uh, I've been uh, I've run an arms room, I was active in infantry, I am a medic, I was a medic then, and uh, done everything. All right, uh, I'm Nathaniel Martin. I'm a structural engineer here in the design group. I've been at the position for about five years now. Um, before that, I actually worked on nuclear submarines, and my alma mater is University of Buffalo. All right, I'm not going to skip over that part. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you were working on nuclear submarines? Well, I was working on like the shock resistance to uh, offensive weapons against the submarines. So I did a lot of like finite element analyses. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, hi, my name is Tyler Spitak. I am a project engineer in the cost and project engineering department here at the Corps. Um, I went to school for civil engineering at Bucknell University, where I then um, moved on to live in Washington, D.C., where I was a project engineer for a large general contractor down there. And then uh, moved back home to Buffalo after about three years and was working on uh, superintendent, or I was, I was a superintendent for a uh, heavy civil construction company um, where I got to do a lot of things where we were small. So project estimating, project management, I was kind of a jack of all trades there because we were small. So great experience taking things from uh, bids to uh, completion. So it was a, lot, it was a good, good experience, a lot of fun. And how long have you been with the Corps? Uh, seven or eight months. <laughs> it started in August. So nice. Welcome so, aboard. Thanks. 
My name is Jennifer Fornell. I am currently an ACTAD intern. I came into the Corps a year ago. Actually, June 8th was my starting date. Uh, I came in through the WRP program. Prior to that, which was another internship, but prior to that, I went to Buffalo State College where I attained a chemistry BS and a geology BA. Um, I did an internship with the USDA in the fall of 2019 uh, under a soil science researcher, and I ended up, I think that that ended up being applicable for the course, so they brought me in to the regulatory department. Um, at this point, I am in environmental analysis because, as you guys all know, with the ACTED internship, I rotate through the branches. So it was definitely interesting coming in in 2020 with the pandemic, but I'm starting to feel better about <laughs> being at the core now, now that I get to see smiling faces in the same room like here, right? Yeah, it's wonderful to finally meet you guys. I I'm a former ACTED, so uh, I love the ACTED program. Eddie brought you over. I thought he was going to keep you acted forever. I mean, that's just <laughs> spiel, you know? Cuts costs. Acted was fun, but uh, being a full-time is also oh, yes. also nice. So, <laughs> All right, so I'm going to hit it off with our first question. And this time I'm going to open it up to anyone who wants to start, but we'll, we'll go clockwise. Why did you join the LDP? And you can also talk about your previous experience as a leader and maybe how you grew into that, uh, that why. I could start. Um, so we've, I'm now one of the more senior people, even though I only have five years here. We've been onboarding a lot of new people. So part of my goal for taking LDP was to become a better mentor for all our new hires. And did you have previous leadership experience? Uh, I was co-captain on a rugby team. <laughs> That's about awesome. it. There you go. There you go. Good sport. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I just did it because I used to work in the mailroom. Before that, I was deployed for a couple of years, and I would work for. A, I was a mortgage underwriter for HSBC Bank, and that was very high stress, and that had good potential. But then the market collapsed when I came back, and I just had a connection. I called and. They said, do you just want to work in the mill? I'm like, fine, don't care, you know, it's a job and it'll be nice. And I've been away from my kids for so long. I was deployed for a couple of years. So being back with my kids, I had a third child, and it was nice to be there to be soccer coaching. I took over scouting. I was a Cub Scout master for six years. The job working in the mill allowed me to do a lot of things that if I had done contracting or any of your jobs currently, it'd be difficult to do. It was a good transition, nice downtime. And when it was over, I was, you know, they got old enough that I can – move the contract and use my degree again. So you know, the core is very good to me to help me move on. And why did you join LDP? Because it just gave me back to leadership part aspect of it. Because when you do contracting, you're on your own pretty much. You don't really interact sometimes with the team, but you just don't have that leadership. You just, you know, you do things and you get the project through. You technically you don't have to talk to many people or interact at all with the team. You just kind of there. And it was nice. And plus, when I worked in the mailroom, I knew everybody pretty much on site. I worked with everybody, made a point to introduce myself. You remember Jess? When were you here when I was in the mailroom? I don't. I don't uh, no, that, yeah. I think I just transitioned over. But I knew everybody then on site, and I know I was working in contract. There's very limited to PM and a couple other small sections. So I just wanted that feel to get back out there and start meeting people again because I'm a people person. 
Pete, all you, the, you are. Yes. Pete, all the best people interact with contracting. Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> and that's why, you know, just something different, you know? I was glad it was accepted. I'll go. Um, so I've had some leadership experience, um, obviously being a superintendent, wearing that hard hat for a while, um, leading crews through uh, through jobs and uh, being out in the field. Because when you're, I was also traveling for work, so I was also a leader off the field for a lot of those guys, which is pretty interesting. Being a, a younger guy, and you got you know you're leading a group of mostly average fifty year olds, so that was fun. Um, did, but did, it did was, they listen to you, or they just kind of wink at you? Go, uh, good choice. There. Maybe those are stories for a different time. Yes. But, <laughs> um, but it was a different type of leadership experience, and one of them very grateful for. But you know, this was a new setting. Uh, I wanted to get back into the office leadership and kind of experience that, and really learn from other um, experienced leaders here. So uh, that was a big reason for me getting into this program. And I started in August, so it was a way to meet people. So <laughs> you know, through the through the pandemic, it was those were hard opportunities to find people to meet so that's that's totally agreed but yeah, yeah I, I mean I ended up joining LDP just on supervisor recommendation um, I I have some leadership experience. Um, in the past, I had to do a lot of trainings when I worked for an internet company doing internet installation. Also, like it was radio wave internet installation, but also training uh, fiber optic installation. So I've had to lead people out in the field and doing that. Um, I also, I guess there, you mentioned scouting. I have some scouting in my past, although that was the pretty far distant past, but um, I really honestly, when I ended up in LDP, I didn't fully know what it was about other than just the name. And thus far, it's been super beneficial within the pandemic, as you mentioned, meeting people and just also um, ultimately I was recommended, I guess you could say, like to as an act ed, the whole point is to figure out what the core is about and how the core functions and being an LDP, it allowed, you know, reaching out to other people and learning how all the branches of the core function really i mean i feel like the buffalo district office in my my experience with corporate and private and public is the best site to work for because you can do so much here it's such a small group but we do a lot of different tasks take the scuba team which i was here when it started a great concept where you can do your regular job but have a secondary job that's cool you know, and just, you know, you just, you just fade out and do that task, but you come back and get back in the regular role you're used to. I mean, that's a big thing. And most corporations don't offer that. You just, this is it. This is your cube. <laughs> you really have time for a secondary option. No, you don't. <laughs> so. Yeah, a lot of what leadership is today and is focused on is, um, like, perspective, diversity of experience and how you can relate to people and the job from coming from a lot of different um, unique places. So what kind of things are you learning in LDP? How do you see it helping you personally and professionally? Uh, feel free to talk about how it's helping you personally because leadership isn't just in the workplace. It's how do you connect to people outside of work? How are you being a leader in your community? So. Talking about how LDP is a full life experience. I think it shows you that leadership is a two-minute event. It could be one interaction, but that one interaction builds a more interaction. It builds a 
people trust you more. When I used to work at my bank, I used to always say, made a point to say hello to the guards, talk to everybody. And some of the other senior people are like, why do you do that? You know, just focus on like, no, you say hello to everybody because you never know when a favor is needed. And this is way before technology. I mean, that's how old I am. We used to ship our packages out for contracts, correction, for um, homes to New York City from Buffalo by FedEx. And, you know, they had some obscure rule, 3 o'clock, you had it down there. I could have there at 2 o'clock, I mean, correction, 9 o'clock in the morning, easily. And they're like, why? Because I say good morning to them. I talk to them. And since I cover New York City, the officers always send us, you know, those golden towers of baskets. You've seen magazines, you know, fruits and all that stuff. Well, we did, in a year, a billion dollars worth of business. A billion dollars worth of business. And so we were money makers. And they always wanted to make us happy. So they sent us tons of stuff. And I always made a point to spread the wealth, you know, a whole bit to the front desk, to the back office, to the officers support us. So they knew who we were. And at least someone acknowledged that you have a purpose. And, you know, I knew some manager back there. I always gave it to them to give to their people. You know, you set the example of, I don't want the limelight say, but I want a friend who's a manager to be able to give something out. And some other people just hated that, you know, focus on one thing, like, you don't get anything done. So, so is LDP... Is, do you notice, is that something that they talk about, or is that something you the yes. leadership you can bring? We to? just had a course on a book explaining, I just forgot the name of the book, that's how, how much it sticks in, but the, the crutch of the book was how to deal with other people. How, what is, this person is this way, and this is what they see and what they expect. And the course is there to teach you that you have your viewpoint, yes, you have your understanding experiences, but other people have different ways of reading a situation. You just can't predict it. Don't say X is Y. It could be B. And you just can't figure out. Don't die on the semantics of it. Just this is X is B. Can I chime in on this? Go ahead. So I guess uh, coming back to one of the main themes I've really gotten out of LDP thus far is the variability within personalities and the need to know your people and the need to know what motivates them. Like regardless of if you're actually in a leadership role, you can become a leader by having those relationships, by building those relationships. And then if you know people individually, like, you know, somebody might be struggling at a certain time. So you might know not to delegate a task to them at that time because they're struggling with whatever is going on in their life or you know you might know your people well enough that like oh it's this is the way to motivate them with time off or things like that so so really it's to be a leader it ends up being a really personal thing and really based on a lot of relationships and the way that you build your relationships and handle those relationships reading a person reading mm-hmm. a person each person's different you just don't know until like, okay, they're breathing harder, they're drinking more coffee. Something's out of the loop here. Yeah. And that's what I think the course has helped us to expand yourself and to look for the little things. Read the tea leaves, as they say. Come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You're the senior guy in your section. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a really great point about all the different personality types, and that's something that we, I think, focused a lot on early on in the, the LDP sessions, how we took all the, the personality couple different personality tests and um it was interesting to see um how other people scored more than myself because i think i had a good idea of how i was but i didn't know like i don't know tyler um so um it's interesting to see what everyone else's results are and and it how that can help you build a better team 
um, and and contribute your part to the PDT if you have a better idea of you know what is everyone else bringing as far as what they how they prefer to work and and what their their strengths are. I mean, uh, good experience. I I've observed a view of leading it was a couple of years ago. Uh, I was talking to Dorothy Jones. She sits next to me in contract, and, and Eric's right outside our hall. And we, you know, over the years, you know, as people would come with a new person we've never seen before because they don't have an ID tag or anything, and they would look, Eric's not there, and walk away. But you turn and talk to us for a second, and you, we were able to talk to you, the person you were leading. I forget their name, which is bad of me, but still. <laughs> but you took the time to stay the extra few seconds, make contact, and introduce that person to me and Dorothy, one of the two specialists in contracting that everyone talks to, and build that bridge. I mean, Dorothy's the best person going. She'll lay everything down and goes, what's your problem? We will, we'll be here to help you, you know? And for a new person, being able to have that bridge is very important, and you were able to build it for them. And it took you two minutes. Yeah, that was probably Nima. It could be, yes. Yeah, and just to kind of build on that even, um, I think having a genuineness about that too. Like you said, taking those extra few seconds is great, but if you don't mean it, it shows within a few times. So yes. I've experienced that in my own self, just in the positions that I've held uh, previous to this job where – you know, you hear about, you know, our CEO at the time would he memorized all of our names. I s still struggle with remembering his name sometimes. So it but it and anytime he saw you, no matter what, he would always remember your name. And so I tried to do that. I was horrible with names to begin with, and it came off very disingenuous. And I oftentimes just like skated past conversations that and a lot of times, you know, there's things like you said, you got to build relationships with people and lead them and actually care about them in order to, you know, you never know when you're going to need them to help you. So if you help them in the future, it's almost like an investment. I know that's for looking at it very logically on <laughs> kind of transactionally, you know, transactionally. Yes. Yeah. But it's something that I've learned personally and it's very true. You have to be genuine about it. So, so reflecting on some of the sessions that we did is like knowing your audience, knowing your people, being a leader in the core, like, yeah, you have to have those personal relationships. However, we've also discussed, um, you know, like p public things and like knowing your audience with the public and, and being able to communicate with the public like that still it, it's beneficial to be a leader within the core, but like, you know, there's also the factor that when you get outside of the core, you, you're going to have to show some of those leadership qualities and it, with the public. And it comes back to knowing who, who you're dealing with and the relationships that you have. And that's a huge I know, challenge, was, I yeah. think, because you're so used to in-house, then suddenly oh, town hall. Oh God, where's Andy? Uh, Andy, what's the role here? Andy does the talking. If someone points at you, you look at Andy, he'll do the talking because that's your safest bet. Anything else, if Colin's there, good. Point to Colin then. Do not, you know, it's difficult not to say the wrong thing. And, you know, you're, you're viewed as leadership, even though you just may not be leadership here. But you're the person there representing the government. And that's tough for some people. And I think this is the course that should bring them out going, just take a breath and just take the step. It was it was interesting actually with hydrilla and hydrilla sampling yeah. me me having to sit there and I'm dealing with interns for various other programs. The contractors are looking at you. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm like, oh well, I mean, I can give you the answers that I know, but I'm an intern myself. Out, but, but they don't you know, know that self. You don't know. I just looked at this map two days ago for some guy in contracting. I don't know if it's right, you know, yeah. things like that. But they don't know that. They just know you're the person, the white helmet. 
And that's a, that's a, that's a transition that's tough for some people. And this program is built for that. Thanks everyone. So I'm going to ask you to give me one sentence, one word, where in your life do you see yourself as a leader the most? Is that in a family, in a community, or as part of a work team? Um, okay, I'll jump in on that. I'd, I'd have to say, honestly, my family. Um, growing up, I was always kind of leaned on, even being the eldest child at the time. Um, whether, you know, different things happen throughout our life and growing up, so... Um, but we also have a family farm that can be very stressful at times. You know, it's we're dirt rich, or excuse me, dirt rich and dirt poor. As my grandpa always said. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, there, we went through some trying times, and for whatever reason, I always was looked at as kind of the leader. So I definitely take that role on within my family, even on my uh, um, larger family. So, um, but yeah, now that I'm just getting new here to the core, it's uh, interesting to see how I can use what I've learned to. Uh, better the core, I guess. So, yeah. Um, I I could say not necessarily in my family because I'm I'm the baby of that group. But um, with my friends outside of the core, I find myself to be a leader, and I find um, just because of my life experiences, being a non-traditional student, and um, doing 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 things in I guess a more challenging way than than some some people's paths that has actually led to a lot of my friends relying on me for advice that I don't necessarily always feel confident in in giving but they I, I guess within my friends I've I've found a leadership role just overall and how do you find it where you're being asked to be a leader with things that you may not know the answer to? You said with the hydrilla and with your friend. Um, probably more of just open communication and, and feedback. Like I can sit there and honestly, I, I will honestly tell people like I have no experience in this, but this is how I feel or this is this is the experiences that I see that relate to it. But I think the honesty that I have with sharing that I don't know actually helps build that leadership role to some extent like I I think that some people approach situations where they're not willing to admit that they don't know and then give some fatal or just utterly wrong advice or direction and it ends up I guess biting them later right yeah. so that that yeah I think that's where I'm gonna end that like is there an iceberg ahead of us no, no way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, no way. Like, no. You know, it's maybe a, I don't know. It's a, well, how do we figure it out, right? Like that. That's kind of the approach that I tend to take. Is like, oh, this is going on. Well, how do we figure it out? You know. Yeah, I, on a personal experience, building off of that, um, when I was project engineer in DC, we were in the middle of building up the skeleton with the concrete crews. So we were. The concrete crews were working on the third floor, had an outrigger hanging off the building and a tower crane. So we were doing concrete in buckets, um, lowering down the buckets onto the um, outriggers and then, you know, shuttling it into inside where they were pouring the slab or whatever they were doing at the time. Um, I was also in charge of the masonry crew 
who had a boom crane on the side of the side of the site. You know, we're downtown DC, not a lot of real estate to work with here. I mean, you're getting trucks in trucks out every hour. It's very, very complicated. Um, and I'm setting up these cranes, you know, we're doing the crane inspections, doing all that. Everything's checking out good. And my superintendent at the time came up to me and said, you know, we got everything checked out. Do we have two ray radios? And in my head, I said, shoot, I don't know if they have two ray radios, but I said, no, they got it. They're good. Yep. We're good, boss. We're, we're good. I was an idiot and thank God it was a very inexpensive, um, mistake in the sense that no one got hurt because a couple guys, you know, heat of the day, something happened where communication fell apart. They're two different companies. Bucket came down on top of the boom of the one that was sitting outside. Like I said, very inexpensive because no one got hurt. Yes, was it technically not my fault because it was two guys pushing each other and the heat of heat of the battle and trying to own space? Yes, but I should have thought ahead and prepared it and said I don't know and went and checked and got those two E radios. So it's definitely one of those things that if you don't know, you don't know. It's fine. Or just say, let me check on it. I'll get back to you. You know. Just admit it. It's fine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that takes a lot of leadership and courage to talk about. Uh, one of my one of my learn greatest learning or uh, lessons learned for sure. In my and that was like one year out of college, so I was a real go getter and you know I'm just you know. Oh yes. Full speed ahead and uh, something something simple two way radios. That's it. And all I had to say was I don't know, but hey, no one got hurt and I'm better for it. So yeah. we're good. I love that you call it an inexpensive mistake because no one got hurt. <laughs> that was also something the superintendent said it, said it to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Just a family in general or in work. Um, I don't do scouting anymore, so I don't lead with that anymore, which is nice. That's, that stress is gone. That was always stressful every day. But overall, just, just being there for my team. And, my, and just, you know, working with my team. I love my team. We, do, we have a great time. We can ask each other anything, and we can work together quite easily. And we get a, we get a job done under stressful moments. So. I'd have to say family as well. Um, I am the baby, but <laughs> uh, if I didn't organize things, apparently nothing would happen. <laughs> so, like, this past Father's Day, I invited everyone over just because... It just seemed like nothing was going to happen. I was like, I guess I'm the person. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, not something I chose. It chose me. <laughs> yeah, I, I resonate with that quite a bit because I'm not the first person to jump at those kinds of responsibilities. But I also know that, hey, if I'd rather take on that challenge and learn something from it, even if it may be difficult, than to just let something special or some important work thing like go to waste. Yeah, yeah. You have there's a certain point where you have to realize if no one's gonna do it if I don't. Mm -hmm. So you have to become that leader. Yeah, thanks everyone. So we just have a few more questions, but how do you see the district or the Corps of Engineers as a whole differently since participating in this program? Um, I guess I, I, I see the district honestly as more, more of a 
total 300 people team right like um coming in in regulatory uh, it was I mean and during the pandemic right like you're here you're on your own that that kind of is what it is but um with LDP it's given me the experience you know between having the mentors and the mentorship which my mentor actually f- they they ended up having to take some time off and I was switched over to another mentor but we literally picked right kind of up where we were and they're not in any of the branches that I'm in but it it, LDP is kind of it had a good mix of people and it hits home to me about how the core in general is just one gigantic team with a bunch of leaders and I mean I when I first came in, I just kind of had the assumption that, you know, everybody did their own thing and that it wasn't all interconnected. And so through LDP1, I think it's really hit home that everyone here is interconnected in one way or another. To build on that, no. Being that I worked in the private sector for 10 years, and you see everything more segregated and separated. That's them, this is us, even though they're right next to you. With the core, you see that anyone can be a leader. It's it's based on the Army values almost. At the moment, you are the leader here. Do your best you can. They're amazing. Yeah, and take a step, you just take take that left foot forward because that's what we want to do. We're not going to fault you for it, at least you did. And you learned, and we, LDP shows that we're here to make mistakes and learn from it. I want to, I just, attitude, right? Like one of those things that I think the core has and it values is just a general good attitude. So it's like, even if you're not in a technically, like a technical, like, oh, I'm a leader, I'm a supervisor. Like if you, in certain situations, pull out the attitude of, we need to get this done, we need to be a team like that. It's, it's something that the core values, which has been really impressive to me. For, for me, one thing I realized uh, during LDP that I didn't realize before, it was how supportive the organization is of growing people that are here. They, they really want you to succeed and grow and, and become more than what you thought you could become. So I'm... It's not like before LDP, I, no one supported me, but it it opened my eyes to how supportive they really are. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that, especially coming in here, not knowing anybody. You know, yeah, and not seeing anybody. And not seeing anybody. It was a ghost town. It was like, where did I come to work, you know? And uh, definitely LDP has opened my eyes to, you know, how supportive and, you know, how open people are to just being reached out to if you have a question or um, a concern or anything. So it's definitely big. And it's a complex system here, you know. With product, you see how between funding, beginning of funding and end of funding, two different areas of the world, two different sets of paperwork. Contracting, it's a beast on its own, then we'll hurt you by accident. And we didn't mean to, but we're, we're going to have to hurt you, you know. It's nice you tell us some calendar events. That's nice. But, yeah, we're not doing it, you know. But, but we'll work with it, you know. And you have to learn, like, okay, they're going to work with me. And I may pull some OT just to do it, but it'll get done. We'll move ahead. 
can I also just so the complex system, right? Just recently, I had an interaction where someone has been promoted. They're leaving the Buffalo district, but it really like I mean, there was also I had a virtual mentor that was somewhere else, but it's it's an even bigger picture than complex system of just the Buffalo district. Like you say, as a whole, the com you know it's it's a complex system, and yet there are now people that I am able to reach out to and ask questions to that are in other districts, and I've. I've only been here for a year, right? And I truly do not know exactly where I'm going to fit or what I'm going to do, but it's... It's a big problem. Being you're all not military, um, I've served in Europe, I've served in Guard and gone to Iraq. And when I went to Iraq, my division got broken up throughout the whole country. But we could do stuff. You would, someone would see you in a child hall that you would never see in the middle of nowhere. And you were talking, do you need something? Okay, we'll get it done. You know, that's the mentality of just making sure other people's missions work because you have the ability to help them. And that's a big push. The core pushes here is it's, it helps out there. Even if you leave and go another division across the country, once you leave here, you know that I can always call Buffalo and Buffalo will be willing to do something for me, get an answer, even lend me something for a project and just, okay, we just move on. Just give it back to us eventually, which is a great concept to know that you have that safety net if you have issues. My last question for everyone is... Well, you promised a couple questions. It's only one question. <laughs> well, that was that was that last one. And then this one. Uh, Andy would say a couple of three or four, <laughs> not two. Peter, what, what question do you have for, for everyone here? How much... <laughs> How I much do. I have a question. <laughs> I, I can't, you know? But, you know, you all seem happy that you took this course because you were able to expand yourself and meet other leadership which is the biggest thing I think is, you know, just, you know, just, it's just like Dan or Ron. Who's Ron? Ron guy sits in the corner there and he's me. You know, you get beyond that. You see Ron working and being accessible. Um, none of you went to the Beth Zibel um, changeover luncheon because you didn't know her. But if you've been here for a couple of years, you would know who she was and she's just moving departments. But we had a luncheon for her and many departments showed up and it was good to see that, you know, it was good to see the old core everyone taking time to say congratulations on your movement and when you, in a couple of years you'll be at that stage where people move and you just go to luncheon and share some stories with them and just change the day that doesn't count still <laughs> okay <laughs> so the last question is where do you want to become a leader in your life right i'm get i'm getting a lot of interesting looks but this is an important thing to think about is uh where where somewhere that you want to direct your energy in terms of becoming a leader it's tough because i want to say like almost all areas of my life um like i can think in my community i know there's a park nearby me that's kind of run down and so i would one of the things i started doing was sort of agitating for something to be done about it and like so far they put a new sign but hopefully you know, we'll make some more progress there. Um, but in work, I already mentioned how, you know, I, I want to hopefully help lead these new hires and make them successful. So th those are the two big areas. That's huge. That's, that's huge. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. We all are just the old guy, you know. <laughs> um, with LDP, just it was good to be back in the community in a sense. Because, you know, I was only talking to PMs pretty much and a couple other people that I knew previously. 
and just felt that I was losing that connection because with remote and all that, just not seeing the same people every day. It was just different. It was good to go back into it. I guess I can I could say probably in the community more. Um, I've been reflecting on what I've been doing in my free time and things like that. And since I just graduated and also with the pandemic, it's been when I, you know, when I was in school, I was involved in the geology club. I was involved in the chemistry club. I was, you know, I was a TA for mineralogy and petrology. And so like those, those were some leadership roles that you could say that I had during, you know, in school and, and teaching people. But I've now obviously moved on. I've graduated. And I, I guess like within community type focuses and like outside of work type focuses um it, it, it's something that i would hope to get more involved in the community and then hopefully build up to more of a leadership role when i had graduated i was debating about starting a non-for-profit but you know there's only so much time in the day and that's that doesn't look like it's in my cards for a while however you know picking up some sort of community leadership role would definitely be good and if you get on that park stuff let me know because i would uh definitely hop on hop on some of that <laughs> um yeah i guess work community family <laughs> work is the fine up there. yeah you know i just uh, i don't have any specific examples right right at the moment but um you know just learning how to learning as much as i can from this program and um you know how i can apply that to my everyday work and becoming a better employee and, um, you know, service member to the U.S. Corps and, uh, yeah, and just the community in general, um, helping out with farmers that need hay on the set on Saturdays or something, you know, we'll see. <laughs> so I, I know I mentioned it before, but at least around the core, in, in my opinion, cause I know I'm a new employee, it really leadership within attitude, um, I enjoy workplaces that are stressful. I've worked in restaurants and I really, I like, I like stress in work because it makes you get things done. But the, the thing is, is I always try to display an attitude that, it, it, you know, like a leadership attitude of try to maintain, I don't know, not happiness, but even keel keep going we can get through this instead of stressing over the small stuff and making the work day you know feel like it's three hours longer than it needs to be so at least within the core just leadership with an attitude nice we like to call that resilience yeah no I'm, i love resilience i'm a resilient person <laughs> if i could give you stories about my past not going there now another podcast <laughs> So thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to do this podcast. I'm looking forward to next time, getting to know you all better, and seeing you in person more. In conclusion, we're living in a time of tremendous change, and we're adapting and innovating to deliver engineering solutions to our nation's toughest challenges. If you want to learn more about the Buffalo District, check out the description for our website, where you'll find much more information on the LDP, and everything we have going on in the district. Thanks for listening and essay ons.